All right, good day, everybody. This is Emar Substitute, and we're joined by Max Wilkins from Georgia State Soccer. Uh, Max, uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, how has the season been going so far for the team? You've won nine matches, uh, but you've been in a new conference, a lot of uh, changes. But how's the team doing uh, overall this year? Oh, it's going very, very well. Yeah, so we just finished up our last non-conference game against ETSU, got a good result there, and now it's all eyes on uh, conference games from here on out. We got four more left, and uh, we're looking to to grab a few points. We played Akron and Bowling Green away, and that was our toughest stint, just being away in Ohio for five or so days. But um, managed to get a few points there, and now, now eyes forward, and we got to finish out. Now let's go back to the ETSU match, which took place on October 12th. Uh, you scored your fourth goal of the season early in that contest to give the team uh, the one nil lead, and the team was able to get the victory. Uh, what about that goal and your goal scoring this year? I said four goals, which is currently tied for the team lead with several teammates. Uh, what about that goal and just you being able to find the back of the net several times this year? Oh, it's awesome when you can uh, do your job as a striker and, you know, put some points on the board for the team. It's just a, it's really just a confidence thing. It's, you know, scored a few in the last couple of games and you just look to keep it going every single game. Yeah. And you mentioned the, the new con you're in the Mac conference. Now you're not in the Sun Belt anymore and the competition has stepped up. You faced nationally ranked Akron uh, Bowling Green's gotten some national votes. Uh, you have several teams that are ranked nationally in that grouping. Uh, what's that been like for you guys traveling up to Ohio, making these long road trips and just facing new competition? I think it's I think it's great, actually. It's really it was really exciting. Beginning of the season, we didn't really know what to, what we were getting into. But I think we've definitely held our own and can continue to do that. I think in the past we haven't played exactly like we haven't we haven't played that many ranked teams since I've been here. It's probably been like three maybe in my time, too. Um but it's just good to play, you know, nationally recognized teams and, you know, kind of go out and prove yourself. I think if I remember correctly, I think five out of the seven, four out of the seven of the teams in our conference are top 40. So, uh, I mean, it's just, and then a couple top 25. So, I mean, it's awesome to go out there and test yourself and, and really see what you can do against these uh, big time teams. Yeah. And Georgia state's right in that running. You've received national votes in the top 30 poll and said nine and three so far this year. Uh, what's it been about this season that's led to the success uh, to get these nine victories so far? Honestly, it's just been contribution from everybody. You know, we see we got Solar scored two against uh, Akron and he's he's been in and out of injury. We got Ethan, who's freshman stepping up. We got a couple other freshmen. We got uh, we got Beam scoring a few goals and it's, it's just contribution from everyone. You know, it's, it's, it's everyone's knowing their job and going into the game, whether you're starting, whether you're coming off, whether you're playing 10 or 90, you know, it's, I, I think we're all focused on one thing and we're all just zoned in on that task and, and looking to really make a name for ourselves this year. Yeah. And how's this year been uh, this year, 2021 compared to this time last year with the pandemic and the, the uncertainties of things going on, on and off of the pitch. Uh, just how's the team right now feeling be able to get, Fingers crossed, and so far this year, being able to get an, a nice full regular season in and, uh, you know, just being back on the field consistently. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was tough mentally last season. You know, we we're testing three, four times a, a week for COVID. So it was just, you're coming in early and then 
And then there would be a lot of times where, you know, someone, well, actually, thankfully for us, but a lot of teams that we played, they would have uh, somebody be tested, test positive, and then it'd knock out a few of the kids on the team. And it was just, it was uh, a lot of staying in the house and really watching who you're with, what you're doing, and just being mentally switched onto that to, to, and, and understanding that, you know, it's bigger than just what you're doing by yourself. I mean, you got a whole team on your back that if one of us slips up and, and test positive, then, I mean, we might not be able to play the games and we only had 10 games last season. So we were lucky to get all, all, all 10 in. So, I mean, it's been tough, but it's, it's good to be back to quote unquote normal right now. And you have a big weekend coming up against Western Michigan, October 21st, Northern Illinois, October 23rd. Uh, if you have a good weekend, you could be first in the conference standings. Uh, if all things work out well for you, uh, how is the team preparing for these uh, two matchups uh, that are coming fast at you at home in conference play. Yeah, it's a it's a huge weekend. It's it's a huge week as a whole for the MAC. I think a lot of the teams start uh, playing each other and getting their games out of the way. And for us specifically, yeah, we got two in three days. And if we can pick up some points here, like you said, if we can pick up six points here, two wins, I mean, we're going to be sitting very very good and almost guaranteeing us a spot in the conference tournament. Which uh, in the past we've in the Sun Belt, we've uh, been able to just go right in, be placed first or second. And this year we have to actually make the tournament. So um, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking, but I, I think we're ready for it. And I think this, this upcoming week, the energy has been very, very good. Everyone's been switched on and really buzzing to get going uh, this weekend and, and begin conference play again. Yeah. And I should have mentioned that that contest against ETSU was the midweek and you had this previous or this past weekend off. So that was kind of rare to have a, a weekend free in the middle of a season. How did the team use this uh, this off time to get ready for these matches? Yeah, I mean, we we had what like six games in the span of uh, I don't know how many days. It wasn't it wasn't that long, I'll tell you that. And so uh, the bodies were definitely definitely feeling it. So um, we came back from Ohio and had just two days off of just regen and taking care of your body, getting with the trainer, and then straight into ETSU and it was great to have a weekend off, you know, it was, it was some good sessions to, to finish up the weekend Saturday, go into off Sunday and back at it Monday. But um, I mean, it was, it was just good for the body just to mentally and physically relax, to be honest. Yeah. Now a lot of athletes have taken advantage of the NIL rules, the name image likeness to have a promotional endeavors. People were promoted fashion lines and uh, different soft drinks and things like that. You've, on the other hand, have gone a different route. I, and I, as a fellow new media person, I appreciate this. You have a podcast. Uh, and uh, just, yeah, uh, elaborate on that. And I don't want to give it away. I want you to explain uh, what the podcast is about and what was the inspiration behind it? So, um, yeah, I had a buddy that I used to play soccer with back in high school and uh, he moved away, but we wanted to keep in touch. We still do keep in touch basically every single day. And then we got my roommate involved in it as well. So it's it's me, a uh, guy named Jared, and, and roommate Logan, who plays on the soccer team as well. And it's called Bearish Podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, TikTok, all over, all the, all the social medias. Um, basically, we are all into to finance and investing and stocks of some sort. And um, when you try to get involved into stocks, it's there's a lot of big words and there's a lot of intimidation. It's, it's kind of a scary, it's a daunting thing to get into. And we said, you know what, let's make this as us four college students who can be pretty relatable and talk a little bit and have some jokes. Let's talk about finance and investing and, and stocks as a whole in the market. 
in uh, you know a relatable way, one that one that people can find entertaining and really not as scary as it as some people may make it out to be. When did your interest in the financial industry uh, begin? And you're at a young age, you're still a, a college athlete. That usually is something that develops a little bit maybe later in life. But when did it start for you? Yeah, so my my father has always been into it, and I started off as a marketing degree. And I, I always talked to my dad about finances and investing and stuff like that. And uh, me and Jared, I mean, it, it really kind of kicked off in the pandemic. And I think it did for a lot of people. Uh, me and Jared specifically were, I remember he got me into investing. What was it like last December? Uh, so a little over a year ago. Um, and I mean, we were like talking about it, not really that into it, didn't really know anything about it. And then as the pandemic went out, we just got more and more involved in it. And I actually added a double major into finance as well, because I liked it so much. So um, this podcast has kind of opened up my eyes to, to a lot of different opportunities. We're not experts. We don't claim to be, but we like to talk about it and, and learn more every single day. And what's the reception been like uh, from people? Because I said, I mean, I, I, you watch Bloomberg, you watch uh, a lot of the, the, the CNBCs. It's a lot of older people on there people in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, uh, and, exactly. you know, and, is, and based in New York or Silicon Valley. I said, you get, you young gentlemen are in your 20s uh, doing this. Uh, but what's the reception been like from your contemporaries as far as younger people speaking about finance? Right. So when we, when we set out, our goal was to make it very interesting and relatable to kids our age. And I thought we did that perfectly in the way we talk to each other and actually the way that we present whatever information that, that we're talking about. And so we've had a lot of involvement on different, like you said, there, there's a lot of CNBC shows and, and Bloomberg and all this CNBC and everything that are, that are talking about it. So we decided let's, you know, let's take it to the social medias and let's take it to, to TikTok and Instagram. Um, and we've gotten a lot of reception on TikTok, which is actually kind of funny. We've actually gotten uh, over a million views, a lot of likes, a lot of followers. So, I mean, it's, it's taken a while. We started in January, but it's, I think it's the fact that we're making it relatable and focused towards a younger generation. That is TikTok that we're kind of gaining some traction. Yeah. Do you see this as a future endeavor for you? Obviously your playing career is very important and you have plenty of time with that, but do you see this as an avenue to the future? And do you see the sports and finances merging together? Because sports, there's a lot of money in it and you're right. talking about finances. Do you see the synergy and the connection of the two? I mean, I think it's just great to know this, this kind of stuff and be financially literate. And so, I mean, I, I, in an ideal world, yeah, I would like to take it somewhere. Right now, it's just a little tough with soccer and school, trying to balance everything at once. And, you know, I have obligations and priorities that I need to tend to. But, um, you know, when, when all this, when, when I find some time, when I find a break, I'd love to really dive back deep into Parish, like I was, you know, the past year before this semester started. And, and see if I can, I can take it somewhere and, and grow it big and with, with, with my best friends, you know? Yeah. And with all this money coming in with NILs and it seems like it's, a, it's a tough cause I've spoken to other student athletes and it's a, it's a tough deal. And with, as far as the money coming in, how to taxes and keeping your eligibility, uh, have you t touched on some of those situations as well? And has the athletic department at Georgia state and your, your fellow, cause it's a, small community in sports have has that been a good uh, interaction as far as athletic departments helping these people out through the nils 
Right. So right now we haven't monetized it. So it hasn't taken, we haven't really stepped over it and crossed that line of being a student athlete and NIL. Um, we actually do look forward to monetizing it if we can. And then we would have to, to, you know, make sure we're following the rules and eligibility and everything. But speaking on that, uh, our compliance has made it very easy and very straightforward on what to do, how to go about it and keeping everyone in check. I mean, everyone's learning about it right now since it's so new, but they have done, they've been in contact with us multiple times of, uh, how to go about it, what to do. And if we have any questions to reach out, they've been very, very helpful uh, throughout the whole process. Yeah. And this is just a general question. Where do you see the future of uh, NILs and finances? You're an athlete, so you're in the middle of it. You know how that is to be an athlete and having to balance all of that with your NILs. Do you see this becoming a, a positive for college athletics and for, and for, the, for, the, for the athletes? Or do you still think there's some things that have to be dealt with as far as making it better? I mean, obviously it's new, so there's probably some kinks that need to be worked out. But with saying that, I think that this can be a very, very positive thing for student athletes. I mean, I always refer to soccer as a full-time job when, I, when you're playing it in college and then you got to balance school on top of that. So you have to have ex excellence in, you know, two different things. It's athletically and academically. And there's not really time there is, but it's really tough to balance maybe a job on top of that. So if you can use your platform of being a student athlete and kind of raise some funds that way and off your name, image and likeness, I think it's a great, great avenue. And I think it can be very beneficial to the NCAA as a whole. All right. Well, Max, thank you for your time. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Of course. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right.